The course is it's a full day. It's seven to eight hours. It covers really everything. It's what we call the A to Z of first aid. So it covers everything from how to recognize an emergency, what's normal, what's not normal, to really serious life-threatening, complicating um, issues. Now, the most important thing is we do a lot of practical work as well. We work on dummies um, so people can practice different aspects of first aid. We really want the people that come to the course to really learn and to be able to help protect their animals. And as well as actually treating problems when they arise, what we also do is try to teach them how to prevent these problems from happening in the first place. And we also have um, two approved live dogs that come that have been approved by our behavioral trainers so it's not too stressful for them so people can actually you know handle and, and actually see the, the actual animals in the li in the live situation so what's the main difference between human and pets first day because I guess the real difference is that humans can tell you what they are feeling at the moment but dogs can't really tell you that they can only show you and maybe by the time they actually show you it's actually too late so I guess um, the recognition part is very important, yes? The main thing about pets is they can't talk. And that's why as owners we have to know our pets. The other really important thing to realize about pet first aid is we don't have ambulances that go out to situations. With human first aid, often it's the first aid you give at an emergency situation and basically then the ambulance comes. With, with pets, it's really you're, you're the ambulance. <laughs> you still have to get your pet to a vet and one of the yeah, or a taxi and one of the really important things we do talk about in the course is that this is not a substitute for the vet it never can be everything that is taught in the course is very primed to say this is the, the thing you can help your pet so you don't make matters worse hopefully better and then while you are getting the pet to the vet <laughs> then let's go into more details what are some common emergency situations that we'll have to deal with with our pets yeah, well, probably one of the most common in Hong Kong in a lovely hot, humid environment, particularly the one that's arriving, is obviously heat stress, particularly as we have a lot of what we call brachycephalic breeds. Brachycephalic means short-nosed, so we're talking about bulldogs, pugs, um, French bulldogs, etc., etc., and they are very prone to heat stress. And so this is a very important thing to recognize because it's easier to treat on site and then obviously get the animal to the vet later to check. Um, other, there's a myriad of other things obviously, um, road traffic accidents also do occur, choking or ingesting foreign bodies. These are some, some of the main ones but obviously coming down to an allergic reaction to an insect bite where you get a swollen face um, which can actually affect the throat and then you can end up with an emergency situation so something as simple as an insect bite just like humans can become serious if the animal does have an allergy. So I was just thinking about the human first aid course that I took and one of the main sessions was to learn how to do CPR and the thing is when I talk about um, first aid, pet first aid with my friends is that their first reaction is oh so pets need CPR too like people ask these kind of questions all the time and it just surprises you of course they're so similar to us then how do we perform CPR for our pets and when do they need it well obviously the most important thing is working out when they need it because if you give CPR to an animal that doesn't you could really actually cause far more harm including chest trauma and various things. Really it's just like a human when there's no breathing and no heartbeat and you have to be sure of this obviously <laughs> before you start doing it. Um, we also teach people how to compress the chest so it's exactly the same it's sort of breaths and compressions. We normally say that we should do two breaths and around 50 to 80 chest compressions for an animal and then two more breaths 
and 50 to 80 chest compressions. And that normally takes over by around about a minute. Smaller dogs need more chest compressions because their heart rate is naturally higher. Larger dogs need less. Um, the one thing you have to be super careful with dogs is not to break their ribs or damage their chest. So we only say the compression should be around 30%. Especially of the, if you have a chihuahua. Yes, exactly. I mean, and sometimes we obviously teach people to do it both with the hand method like you've seen in humans, but also sometimes it's just a matter of actually wrapping your hand around the pet's chest and compressing when you've got a small small animal. Um, it's really important also not to over inflate the chest as well because obviously people have got much bigger lungs in general, unless you've got a Great Dane, than a, a dog. So we tend to tell people to be cautious with this. To perform first aids on our pets, we'll need some tools as well. And I know that during the session you'll give out a first aid kit, so what's really included in there? Uh, some of the common items, really useful ones that you can name for us? Yeah, sure. I mean, gosh, the kit we give is actually pretty concise. Um, I mean, it actually contains a lot of stuff, and it does. it is included free. I mean, really important things, obviously, are things like bandaging material, that, including swabs and stretchy bandage and things if you've got a bleed, because obviously we talk about um, hemorrhage and emergency situations, how to stop bleeding. Obviously, antiseptic washes and, and um, um, anti antibiotic cream. A thermometer, obviously, is very important, and we teach people how to use this with some gel. Never put a, a thermometer without some gel. I'm sure you can understand what I'm trying to say here. Um, and also um, things such as muzzle. Sounds really silly, but a dog that's in pain or stress could bite their owner. Okay, so in some cases, you obviously if they're having difficulty breathing, you don't muzzle or vomiting, you don't muzzle. But if they're say broken their leg, sometimes you actually do need to muzzle the dog so you can move it. It's also important that humans protect themselves at the same time, and, you and don't that's want to make the situation worse. worse. Exactly. Um, uh, other things we give are things like saline to flush eyes because obviously another problem can be you know getting um, infections and also foreign bodies um, and dirt in the eye. Um, other things would really include, it sounds silly, but we include a stip-tip powder. What that is, is sometimes when dogs run around or catch their claw, um, that it's not really emergency life-threatening, but obviously they can bleed quite badly and it can be quite distressing for the owner. So we actually give them something to help stop the bleeding not of the nails. Not silly at all, it's better to be safe and <laughs> Yeah, <suffering. laughs> exactly. And obviously tweezers to pick off those nasty ticks and things like that. Um, the other things we, we do encourage people to do is things like um, tape so we can actually attach the bandage. We teach people how to make um, splints when animals have got broken legs. Um, I mean, it's, the list is really long, but those are the main issue things that we use, really. So uh, who are the people that should take this course? Well, anyone who owns a dog, really, to be honest, um, and anyone who looks after a dog. So that would include helpers, dog walkers, you know, the whole, the whole Monty. I think this course is designed for anyone who has an interest. And uh, to be honest, even if you don't have a dog, but you're interested to learn more, it's a great way to learn about dogs. Mm -hmm. And uh, can you give us the details of the course? Well, our next course is in May. Um, we have, as I said, a Chinese and an English course. They're both Saturdays and they run the whole day, sort of 10 o'clock in the morning till about 6 o'clock at night. And like I say, two important coffee breaks and a lunch break is given. And how can we find out more? How can we register? Oh, it's pretty easy. If you're a member, you'll hopefully have just received our EDM because we just sent that out recently. But if you're not a member, you can still register for the course um, on our website if you go to www.spca.org.hk um, and look under, um, you know, if you just search for SP, um, first aid course, you will find all the details with the phone number and everything to, to, uh, to enroll.